A pilgrimage is a journey made to rediscover the child within. Bishop Robert Barron writes, In his innocence and humility, the child exemplifies what the spiritual masters call the true self, which is able to relate simply and directly to reality. Humility is a virtue. According to the Catechism of the Catholic Church, a virtue is an habitual and firm disposition to do the good. Virtues allow people to perform good acts, but also to be the best that they can be and to give the best that they can. There is, in a virtuous life, a striving towards perfection. The Catechism quotes St. Gregory of Nyssa, who wrote, The goal of a virtuous life is to become like God. We can learn what this means through reflecting on the humility of Moses and of Mary, the mother of Jesus, the mother of God. The story of Moses is told in the book of Genesis. Born of Hebrew slaves in Egypt, his mother hid him in a basket in a bed of reeds along the bank of the Nile River, near where the daughter of the king of Egypt would bathe daily. The baby was discovered by the princess's servants, and she adopted him as her own child. Moses grew up surrounded by wealth and privilege. He was socialized into a world view that accepted the Egyptian court as divinely guaranteed. Even though he knew he was a Hebrew, his immersion in Egyptian culture acted as a buffer against being moved by the oppression of his people. Then one day he witnessed the murder of one of his people by an Egyptian guard. This act enraged him. He hunted down the guard and killed him. Father Tim Gorringe, an Anglican priest and theologian, concludes that this event in Moses' life acted as a vehicle of the transcendent. Feeling guilty and fearing punishment, he fled the court and found sanctuary in the desert of Midian. Away from the Egyptian court and now in the home of Jethro, priest of Midian, he was able to view his life from within the Hebrew tradition. We take up his story in the desert of Midian. One day, while Moses was taking care of the sheep and goats of his father-in-law, Jethro, the priest of Midian, he led the flock across the desert and came to Sinai, the holy mountain. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him as a flame coming from the middle of the bush. Moses saw that the bush was on fire, but it was not burning up. This is strange, he thought. Why isn't the bush burning up? I will go closer and see. When the Lord saw that Moses was coming closer, he called to him from the middle of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. He answered, Yes, here I am. God said to him, Do not come any closer. Take off your sandals, because you are standing on holy ground. God had heard the cries of his people in Egypt, pleading to be delivered from slavery. So God said to Moses, I am sending you to the king of Egypt so that you can lead my people out of his country. Moses spoke honestly and humbly. I am nobody, he told God. If he had ever felt like a leader, 
that was in another lifetime and in another world. He did not possess what he understood to be the qualities and skills a leader should have. He argued with God. The desert was his classroom. It was there that he learned to be humble. What he hadn't realized was that only in humility can one serve God and give him glory. God replied, I will be with you. The church describes the event as one of the primordial images of prayer in the spiritual tradition of Jews and Christians alike. Moses learns how to pray while there in front of the burning bush. It is not Moses who initiates the conversation with God. God speaks first when he has Moses' attention. And when he does speak, he calls Moses to be his servant in his work of salvation. So it is the very opposite of what Moses had experienced in Egypt, particularly at the lowest point in his life. Moses learns the intimacy of prayer. He argues with God. He tries honestly to tell God that he isn't the leader that God thinks he is. And it is only after long debate with God does Moses humbly attune his own will to that of the Saviour God. The purpose of pilgrimage, as noted in the introductory podcast, is to step out of the world and all its trappings and into the realm of the quiet and the spiritual. Pilgrims do this so as to be ready to do God's will. The honesty and humility of Moses before God is the honesty and humility we need as pilgrims before God this day. It is the honesty and humility found in the prayer Jesus taught his apostles and that we pray often. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Move forward about 1,500 years from Mount Sinai to the small village of Nazareth in the hills west of Lake Galilee. A 12-year-old girl, we know her as Mary, encounters an angel. In his homily for the Feast of the Annunciation, March the 25th this year, Pope Francis said, The evangelist Luke could only know this from the account of Our Lady. As we read the story of Mary being asked to be the mother of the Saviour of the world, we are listening to Our Lady recount this mystery. We are before a mystery. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to a town in Galilee named Nazareth. He had a message for a young woman promised in marriage to a man named Joseph, who was a descendant of King David. Her name was Mary. The angel came to her and said, Peace be with you. The Lord is with you and has greatly blessed you. Mary was deeply troubled by the angel's message, and she wondered what his words meant. The angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary. God has been gracious to you. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. 
He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High God. The Lord God will make him a king, as his ancestor David was, and he will be the king of the descendants of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary said to the angel, I am a virgin. How can this be? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and God's power will rest upon you. For this reason, the Holy Child will be called the Son of God. Remember your relative Elizabeth. It is said that she cannot have children, but she herself is now six months pregnant, even though she is very old. For there is nothing that God cannot do. I am the Lord's servant, said Mary. May it happen to me as you said. And the angel left her. In 2013, in his homily for the Feast of the Annunciation, Pope Francis said, Humility is the golden rule. It is precisely on the humble path chosen by God that love and charity proceed. The whole history of faith is made of humility and speaks of humility to us all. God humbles, lowers himself. He comes among us and lowers himself and he continues to humble himself, even to the cross. Mary, at the Annunciation, also humbles herself. She does not properly understand, but she is free. She grasps only the essential and says, yes, she is humble. May God's will be done. She entrusts her soul to God's will. Joseph, her beloved, also lowers himself and takes this great responsibility upon his shoulders. Joseph also says yes to the angel when in his dream the angel tells him of this truth. The attitude of Mary and Joseph shows that to reach us God's whole love takes the path of humility. The humble God who wanted to walk with his people, God humble and so good the patient God. All this love comes from this way of humility. Being humble does not mean following the road with one's eyes cast down. Humility is what God as well as Mary and Joseph teach us. Jesus's humility ends on the cross and this is the golden rule for Christians to persevere, to advance and to humble themselves. There is no other path unless I humble myself, said Pope Francis in his homily. Unless you humble yourself, you are not Christian. The only way back from the fall of Adam and Eve is to learn humility. God walked in the cool of the evening with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Theirs was the innocence and humility of children in the presence of God. We know what happened. Pride comes before a fall. And the way back is the practice of doing good for others in imitation of Christ, all the way to the cross with humility.